Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug at CruiseRadio.net. Ben Souza from CruiseFever.net just returned back from a two-night sailing aboard Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas. The ship just made its way back from Europe and is now back in Port Everglades year-round. So Ben's on the line right now. What's up, Ben? Hey, Doug. How are you doing? Good, man. So uh, we're going to talk all about Allure of the Seas and everything you did on your two-night cruise. But before we get to the ship itself, let's take a step back. And uh, what made you want to sail Allure of the Seas? Well, if you've ever seen an Oasis-class ship, as soon as you see it, you just want to cruise on it. Mm -hmm. If you're a cruiser, I mean, it's the world's largest ship. It's got so much to offer. I've always wanted to go on it. And then I finally found this little two-night sailing over the weekend, it worked into my schedule, so I jumped on it. Was uh, I'm just curious because I know these cruises are at a premium if you're doing a seven-night. Was it a good deal for your two-night, or was it kind of pricey still? Actually, it wasn't too bad mm-hmm. for a two-nighter compared to other two-nighters, so, so I can't complain. Yeah, very nice. Uh, so you're up there in, uh, what, Ohio, is it, right? Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, you had to get down to Fort Lauderdale for the cruise, so uh, any pre-cruise nights or anything like that you do? No, we uh, I actually flew in morning of. Okay. Cause just because my schedule, I always like to fly in day before, kick back, you know, at a hotel mm-hmm. and relax. But my schedule didn't allow it this time. So I flew in the morning of, landed in Fort Lauderdale Airport around 1030 in the morning. So it worked out well. Nice. So you get to Port Everglades Cruise Terminal. Uh, Royal Caribbean uses Terminal 18 there for Oasis in Allure, which is supposed to be one of the fastest embarkation terminals in the world. So how was embarkation for you at Terminal 18? It was an absolute breeze. And because the ship just came back over from the transatlantic, embarkation wasn't even supposed to start until 3 o'clock. Oh, wow. But we got to the airport. I met my brother, and I said, what do you want to do? He said, let's go to the port and see what's going on. I said, okay. So we headed over about 11, 11.30 and walked right in. I mean, waited in line maybe three, four minutes, checked in, sat down, was on the ship by 12 o'clock. Wow. And uh, so from curb to ship, how long was it total, you think? Probably about 45 minutes, but mm-hmm. only because we had to wait You're for, early. Yeah. The process, you know, for the ship to get to zero count mm-hmm. and for them to start boarding. If you sail out of Bayonne on Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas, you can do a lot of stuff before you sail, like upload your picture and all that. Can you do that there as well? I didn't see anything mm-hmm. for that, though they might have had it, but yeah, I didn't see anything there. Okay, very nice. So uh, you mentioned you've never been on this cruise before, but you've always wanted to sail on it. So what were your first impressions once you boarded Allure of the Seas? Oh, well, it's absolute wow. You know, mm-hmm. Royal Caribbean, they pride themselves on the wow factor. And until you actually step foot on an Oasis-class ship, you really don't understand what it's all about. Yeah. And we, we were just absolutely blown away. I mean, the ship's it's, it's awesome. It really is. What was the first thing that stuck out to you? How large the Royal Promenade was. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm... Quantum, it's large, 
But then all of a sudden you walk on Allure and it's just huge. It's like a pretty much like a city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much like seven neighborhoods and all that. Moving on here to the stateroom. So what kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? We had a balcony stateroom overlooking Central Park. Okay. And it was nice. So part of it's kind of weird because you're on your balcony and you're facing people in balconies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of times you have to make sure your, you know, your curtains are closed where on most ships you could leave, you know, if you have a balcony, you could leave, leave your curtains open yeah. most of the time. But it, it was really nice sitting out there and relaxing over Central Park with the live trees and the bushes and everything. What did you think about the stateroom itself as far as the space and the layout and everything like that? Everything worked. The room was a little smaller. I did take a peek at one of the Ocean View, Ocean View balcony rooms, mm-hmm. and they were larger. But on a two-night cruise, how long are you really in your room anyway? Sure. So, But it, it, it worked well. The bathroom, I thought was great. I love the glass door showers. You know, I hate those clingy shower curtains that are on so many ships. But yeah, I mean, everything was, it was really nice. Is the Central Park area quiet as far as like noise whenever you're trying to sleep or if you're trying to read or whatever in your room? Yeah, it is. If you, once you close, because sometimes they have music playing that's Mm -hmm. a little loud. Yeah. But if you shut your balcony door, you hardly even hear it. So it's nice. Cool. Let's talk about dining aboard Allure of the Seas. This ship has like two dozen restaurants on it, and you only had two days on the ship, but I'm sure you got to try as many as you can. So uh, just give us the scoop on the dining. I mean, everywhere you look, there's places to eat. It's, mm-hmm. it's, really, it's really incredible. And since we only had two nights and we, weren't, we didn't have a lot of time, we decided to kind of go like a little casual approach. Mm-hmm. And so the first night, we, we didn't sure with late embarkation if we you know, weren't going to get on the ship till four or five o'clock. We decided ahead of time that we'd just do wind jammer that night, and then the next night we'll go to the main dining room. Well, the second night they ended up uh, having formal night, which totally <laughs> threw us off guard on a two night cruise. Right. But you know it's fine. So we ended up going to Johnny Rockets that night. Okay. I've never been to Johnny Rockets on uh, Allure or or any Royal Caribbean ship. Or actually, I've never been to a Johnny Rockets on land either. How is that? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's really good. I think it's six ninety five, whatever you like, off the menu. You know, as many things as you like. But, yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it's, it's the kind of nice if you want, like, a casual sit-down, you know, burger right there on the boardwalk. You mentioned it was six ninety five. Is that, like, if you wanted to get three hamburgers and two milkshakes and fries, you can get all that for six ninety five. Yeah, it's a six ninety five flat fee per person. Oh, that's so awesome. it's nice. Yeah, for sure. We, yeah, we really enjoy it. You know, I wish we could have hit a main dining room, but on a two-night cruise, there's only so much you could really do, mm-hmm. as far, especially when there's 20 you know, seven dining options on the ship. Yeah, yeah, totally. How about the Windjammer? How was that for you? It was good. I was kind of surprised. I was expecting ahead of time it to be really large, mm-hmm. considering, you know, it's the ship holds 6,000 passengers. But it wasn't that crowded because there's so many places to eat that on the ship. I mean, for breakfast or lunch, you have five or six options each. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's great. Especially, I, I like in the back, in the Windjammer, where you can sit, you we had seats watching the zip line front row. Yeah. Well, everyone was zip lining over the boardwalk for lunch one day. It was, it was really cool. Did you get to do the uh, zip line at all? No, I didn't. Again, you know, two night cruise lines were long. We kind of had to pick and choose what we were going to do between like our work we had to get done. So yeah. would you have done it if it was open? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Fun. Speaking of entertainment, things to do aboard Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, this ship has, is it seven? neighborhoods or eight neighborhoods seven neighborhoods yeah so seven neighborhoods and something to do in every single neighborhood so uh as far as entertainment goes i know it was an abbreviated cruise so you couldn't experience everything but uh, what did you do 
We actually did a show each night. Mm-hmm. We went ahead and made reservations ahead of time online, which I totally recommend anyone to do. And that way, then you could then you could just you can get your choice of seats, and you don't have to wait and make sure to see if there's any you know empty seats before that you can sit down. But we did the water show mm-hmm. in the aqua theater, the Oceanaria, the first night, and that was super cool. Considering you're on a ship and all the the dives and the the flips they do in the water. It's just incredible. Yeah, break break that down for us. Like, how, how does it actually work? Are, are they filling a pool up? And like, how is, what are they doing there? Is it stadium style or what? It's stadium style and after the ship. So, I mean, it's, so it's like kind of leads towards a little amphitheater seating anyway, the way they have it set up. And they have a pool. It's the deepest pool at sea. I'm not quite sure how deep it is, but I'm assuming it has to be at least 15 to 20 feet, mm-hmm. considering sometimes near the end of the show, there was a some, couple guys diving from high 50 to 60 feet high wow and then doing spins and flips and things they had um fountain shooting up light shows at the same time it was really cool it makes you wonder like if there was a really bad gust of wind how bad it might throw off those uh performers yeah i was thinking about that i'm thinking (laughs) here we are on a moving ship and they're you know jumping from that high Uh and nailing and the pool isn't that large yeah i mean it's maybe what 10 probably 15 feet Mm -hmm. wide (laughs) And so, I mean, it's it's just just the fact that what they're doing on a ship at sea, it's incredible. Yeah, for sure. What was the other show that you saw? We went to um, Studio B. We went and saw Ice Games. Okay. Ice skating show. They had a, little, a Monopoly theme. It was it was fun. It had a little little bit of everything in it. And one thing I liked about the shows we saw, they were each about thirty five to forty minutes, mm-hmm. which for me is perfect because you know my attention span isn't right. that long anyway, and so. We did not go and see Mamma Mia. That was also on it. I think that's two and a half hours. Yeah, you definitely couldn't have lost through that Cause one. Because it's the full... And, and, and again, two-night cruise, I don't want to spend two and a half hours in a theater. <laughs> yeah. Because there's so much to see on the ship, we didn't want to you know, spend that, dedicate that much time of a day and a half to, to one show. But yeah, ice games, it was really cool. What was Studio B like? You said it was an, an ice skating show. Is this stadium It's an ice skating or? rink. Yeah. The, I mean, the ship has... It's incredible what the ship actually offers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mind-blowing, really, when you go to other ships, and then all of a sudden you, you start walking around the Allure, and you see all these different things, and all of a sudden you walk, and there's a large ice skating rink with you know, seats all around it where they have ice. you can go ice skating during the day, mm-hmm. or at night they have the shows. And they even use it for a um, comedy show that night, too. Interesting. Cool. So you did hit one port on this two-night cruise, which was Nassau, Bahamas. You get to Nassau, kind of the same old, same old. What did you do? Yeah, there was uh, five ships in port. Nice. The day. So, I mean, it was a crowd. I think the passenger capacity was about 16,000, 17,000. Oh, wow. So it was a busy day. So I went and walked down to uh, Junkano Beach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only what, probably about a 10-minute walk from the ships. And yeah. They have free Wi-Fi, nice little beach, and great view of the ships there, too. Junkanoo Beach, that, that is the beach that is right there by Fat Tuesdays, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And, okay, that's cool. There's free Wi-Fi there. And there's also, isn't there, a, if you keep on walking, there's like a, a fish fry down there? Yes. Yeah, okay, it's cool. It's all down there. And that was about a 10-minute walk, you said? And yeah, now, so you just head down Bay Street. Yeah. You'll see Dunkin' Donuts. Just keep mm-hmm. on walking, and you'll, it's just past the Hilton. The yeah, Hilton. and I was actually, a lot of people ask me if it's a safe walk, and I've done it a couple of times, and I've never felt threatened or anything, but it's just a basic wide-open street, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. I yeah. mean, sometimes the sidewalk does get a little narrow, especially when you're the curve right around by Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. 
but it's yeah, I feel totally safe. Yeah. Walking. Nice. So you get back on the ship and you're heading back to Port Everglades. How was the uh, the ship? How was it at sea? Like, was there any areas of mass congestion or anything like that? You know, I've always heard people say how the ship it doesn't feel crowded, mm-hmm. and I was like, come on. Right. You have 6,000 people, just passengers, <laughs> and then you have, you know, several thousand crew members. There's no way, and, but you know what? They were right. Yeah. The only time it ever felt crowded was right after a show, which is understandable because you have everyone leaving. But besides that, I mean, there was no congestions at all. A lot of people. The ship is just so large. I think it just, everyone's yeah. just so spread out. It works perfect. A lot of people say that the elevators are very slow on the ship. Did you experience that? We actually thought the elevators were fast. Okay. <laughs> we, and, it was, we, and we had never had an issue getting an elevator. Mm-hmm. We were really shocked about that because yeah. we, we were like, wow, you know, every time we need an elevator, it's really quick. Now, on debarkation day, elevators then, it's a different story because everybody has luggage. Yeah. And that's just, it is what it is. But as far as our day in Nassau and even that evening when we were at sea, it was no problems at all. I like how whenever you, you pre-check your bag the night before you go to sleep, they call that relaxed disembarkation. There's nothing relaxed about that at all. <laughs> oh, no. Disembarkation, yeah. You don't want it's, – it's just a bad day. We prefer not to use that word. We call it a cuss word in our house. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we did <laughs> – Yeah, it's, it's uh, nothing but relaxing. Let's talk about your first-time tips. Do you have any first-time tips for people sailing Allure of the Seas? Yes, I would say one night, at least one night, I would do dining, have a, have dinner in Central Park mm-hmm. at Giovanni's Table or one, there's, I think there's three or four restaurants there now. They just currently opened up a couple more. But it's a real, it's, it's kind of neat because you're sitting among trees and bushes, but you're, at, you're on a ship and, the, and it's in your outside and they have indoor and outdoor seating. I would say at least once, do that. Yeah. It's that Central Park area is nice. I, I went to the uh, Giovanni's table, right? That's out there. Yes, Giovanni's. Yeah, table. I went there. That was a. Uh, was really cool. I think Chops is there, right? Or or one fifty or uh, one fifty Central Park. That's is there, it. Yeah, too. yeah. And Park Cafe is there, there also you go. for like snacks. You know, here and there. That's. What, Central Park. What amazes me with Central Park is the hundreds of different types of plants they have there. And they have like two horticulturists on staff to take care of them all. It's just amazing to me. And they have the living wall too. Oh, that's right. It down, like right in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's just super cool. It's just, there's nothing else like that sea. Yeah. There really isn't. Well, in closing here, Ben, what are your final thoughts of Allure of the Seas? My final thoughts are if anyone's, you know, thinking of even considering taking a cruise on it, just book it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I mean, no matter what age you are, there is something for you on the ship. So if you're thinking about booking a cruise on Allure, just just do it and thank me later. How, how was the disembarkation process when you're trying to get 6,000 people off a cruise ship? It wasn't bad at all. Walked no. right off, waited maybe 20 minutes in customs line, and was curbside, probably from ship to curb in less than a half hour. Nice. I know customs can sometimes get pretty scary and hairy with only a couple of customs agents working for thousands of people. How was it there? I think they had quite a few there. Probably, mm-hmm. I think I didn't count, but I'm a, if I can remember correctly, it was probably seven or eight. Gotcha. Right. So it, it, it moved, the line moved now. I think I got off right before the big rush because the line was growing behind me quickly. But, yeah. Wait but, 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 and it let, if you can get out in less than a half hour, it's not bad. I mean, I've had times where it took me an hour and a half to get through customs, Ugh, at, you know, yeah. after a cruise. And that's a great way to ruin 
<laughs> you know, you're big, you know, to put the damper on your cruise quickly. Ruins your cruise buzz for sure. Oh, oh yeah, cruise buzz <laughs> is instantly gone. I love it. We've been talking with Ben Souza of cruisefever.net. If you want to catch Ben's video tour of Allure of the Seas, just check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Ben, my friend, good catching up with you. Glad you had a great sailing and have a good evening. Uh, you too, Doug. Look forward to cruising with you sometime soon. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.